Podcast number four, Leading with Love at Home. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Lori. <laughs> so you just got back from a big trip. Well, yeah, as big as a trip gets these days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that means we get in our car and drive a couple miles. Or you drove farther, though. That, we were a couple of hours away. Um, if people know Nova Scotia, we're on the North Shore. Uh, sorry, the South Shore. And um, we're just in a cottage in the middle of nowhere, but we were on the beach, which was beautiful. And it was really great just to be away from everything. Like really notice after a few days how good it is to be away from everything. Like a COVID bliss almost place in a way. Of course, anytime you do interact with people, of course it comes back up, but we rarely were interacting with anybody. So it was really it was really good to get a clear head and to spend time together. And the other great thing about it was there was no internet. So of course that means no iPad and none of that sort of thing. So um, yeah, we were playing games together and going for walks together and going kayaking together, which was amazing. It really was amazing. Went and played golf. And it was just the three of you? Yeah, just the three of us and the dog. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> so, magical. No coronavirus, no technology, like that sounds like heaven on earth. Yeah, it really was great. So I, I am really grateful for that time away. And it was really, um, well, I think we're going to talk about some of this today. But in this time, some of the rules have gone completely out the window, right? When it comes to at least at our house in terms of technology and that kind of thing, the old rules, the way they were, because it's a new, it's a new world, really. It is a new world. It's understanding, okay, in this context, what's right. But I do have to say that without the iPad, without the internet, I really did get to connect more deeply. Even, what, even though we do have rules on it, of course, still around it in some way, but it really does allow you to go deeper and, and spend quality time, even if it's like nothing time. Yeah. Things happen and conversations happen that wouldn't otherwise. Right. Are you saying that because of COVID, you, the old technology rules for in your home sort of went out the window? Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, because it was very clear cut before, you know, there was school and very clear real rules around technology and then all of a sudden <laughs> school completely changed and leaving the house changed and there was no sports or no activities and so um yeah rules were different that's for sure yeah, yeah. a lot more lax and technology became and still is for us since we are still in that way of life it's as you are um, and not going back to school in a couple of weeks. Technology is the avenue to connection for the kids. I know. That's the so thing. to encourage the connection, you're encouraging, I'm encouraging technology use, which is definitely picked up, I've noticed for sure. Not just for me, but for Sierra too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That can, I mean, you can't argue with that. And then I was talking to a girlfriend earlier today and her daughter was watching something on YouTube and laughing her guts out she just was having a great time and so much joy and 
and it's, so it's easy to say all technology is bad, but it's it's just not true. There's some not true. It definitely has its place, and I thank God for it right now. Oh my yeah. goodness, I'm so happy we have technology, and this didn't happen 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can stay connected. So, I was thinking about this time. So yeah, we go back to school in um, three weeks from yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's three weeks from yesterday. And um, so it's sort of the home stretch for us. You have a you have a little bit more. You have like a month or a month and a week. Yeah, we've got a month. About a month. Yeah. And I was thinking, as parents, we're sort of in the home stretch. This is the place. But even now, some of us aren't going back to school the normal way. So, as a parent, this is a this is the time that. Um, I think we get a little bit more, less patient, right? A little bit more, a little less reflective, a little less ability to pause. So I just, I feel like it's a good time to have a conversation about what do we want this last month of summer month of 2020 to look like as a parent? And what does leading with love at home look like? Like, that's, what does that look like? What does it look like to you? That's such a great question. I love that we're having this conversation and, and getting intentional about it. Um, I do want more connection and let's play more games. And there, I realize after this week away that there's more that I can do as a parent to connect. I realized that I was letting things slide too much. There's, there are things that I can do to um, have more interaction and to, to have more connection and to have more fun. And yeah, and we're all going to feel differently at different times. There's still going to be lots of moods and different emotions and things going on. But I realize that I really do have a responsibility and I have, a, there's more I can do to um, create that connection in our house. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, when I was thinking about the words leading with love at home, it seems really normal to have love at home, at least in my world, that feels normal and comfortable and appropriate. But the word that doesn't belong in the sentence is leader, like leadership at home. And um, not that it doesn't belong, it totally does belong. But I think in our, in a normal world, like it's just generally that we don't think about being a leader in our homes. But the truth is, is we, every single one of us are leaders of our home. Um, even the kids have a leadership role in different ways, shape and form. And if you think about, we each have a responsibility to, for the impact that we have from an energetic perspective. Um, and we help even our kids at any age see that their energy contributes to the home and that therefore they are a leader too, because they contribute to the energy of the home. That's such an interesting perspective, an important perspective to get out into the world, I feel like. I think so too. I think it's just like anything else. You can choose it for yourself, right? You can choose leadership for yourself at any age, at any time, in any place. I think that's really true and so important. So I think one of my roles as a parent is to model that. Right. Um, the fact that I can choose it and, and the kind of leadership that I want. Um, to choose and um, what, it, what that looks like, you know, that I'm intentional about what that looks like. 
it's to me it's a really important conversation first to have among us as moms dads parents like first that conversation feels really important and to, when we're clear on that conversation then we can have the conversation with our kids about them being leaders and what that looks like and how their energy and their behavior and their words and their actions impact the, the home it's such a powerful conversation because then they realize no matter their age whether they're six or seven or 15 that they they have a lot of capacity to influence whatever it is and they realize there's a responsibility that comes with that yeah yeah i like what you said about impact because we are having an impact whether we choose it or not we're having an impact so that includes the way you're reacting to things um and not that it's not okay you can you can be in a mood you can have emotions you can express yourself but just to be realizing also that it does have an impact yes yeah. so, uh, and responsible for it yeah. yeah and sometimes it's not even about choosing the impact that's the responsible conscious way right but then there's a place of realizing we have impact like there's just that awareness that there's impact that's it. so that's fascinating to me too so as a mom of a 14 year old high schooler officially oh my goodness gracious. Ah, wow like i will get really clear in the next we were doing some i had to get really clear recently about okay it's time to connect with people it's time to get outside it's time to see and my daughter's really really good with technology she loves it she could be on it all day but she's really not on it all day she does she takes a break she puts it down um, we, we keep each other in check. She's old enough to say, okay, I need a break from it. Um, but I think it's more than that. I think there's something about what does it look like to be a leader at home? Like, what is it, what does it look like? And how do we want, what's, what are we going to do for the rest of the summer? So that's really interesting. Cause what you said first was as parents, we get to choose our leadership and what does that look like? And what is the impact like? And then being able to model it and then um, help our children gain awareness and understanding of the impact that they're having. So if we talk about it first from ourselves as parents, what does it look like? I think it's uh, a lot of it is, is being really, it's just awareness, honestly, is, is being really conscious of how am I showing up in the home and not just in general, but also within each relationship. Exactly. In the home whether it's a parent, whether it's a partner, how am I showing up? Yeah. How do I want to show up? That's it. I had this conversation with someone that I was doing a um, Change Maker Nation intention wheel with last week, today's Wednesday, yeah, last week. And um, he was saying how his wife wants him to work less and be more playful. I guess they, he used to be more playful and now he's really being serious with so much work on his plate and he's such a wonderful guy. Um, and it was so fun listening to him sort of process what he wanted his intention to be around his relationships with his daughter and his wife. And it was just through conversation, he got more and more clear on, wait, what, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that she wanted that. It, it is what she wanted, but he had to get clear on what was his desire as a, as a dad and taking her into consideration, but at the same time, keeping himself like, okay, what is it that I need? and not having all the influence by these other people in the house, but what is it that I need and what is it that I want to have impact on so that I feel good about myself at the end of the day? Yeah, and that's why I left the intention wheel because 
I was working with someone too this past week and it starts with intention. So being very conscious of who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in it? And from there, what is a goal? What is an action I'd like to take from there that will make a difference over the next months or year, whatever it is for you. But in doing that in each relationship, so doing that, okay, with the children, doing that with your partner as well. And then of right. course, family, friends and beyond. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to look at that and, uh, and choose it for ourselves. Like what is the thing right now that's going to serve me? You said something really important and that is sometimes I think it's more powerful to choose the intention. And then when we choose the intention, the goals shift. We think because or else oftentimes we choose goals as parents or in any area of our lives, but especially as parents, based on what should be done from a parenting perspective versus, oh wait, I have an intention to be, to have our home feel like we're all connected. And if we're not going to do that, what goal, what would the goals be? What would the actions be? Yeah. yeah. So as an example, um, it could be wanting to be more present in the, in the home, right? I want to be more present. I want, like I'm saying, I want to be more aware of how I'm showing up. So just, I am present. And that's a big deal because until you're present, you can't really tell what's needed, what action is required. Yeah. It's a really impactful intention to just be present with another person. It changes the relationship on a dime. Yeah, so that's exactly was the intention that the guy that I was speaking to last week chose. It was to be present. And um, we explored what were some things that you could do to be present. So I said to him, what if you just consciously for 10 minutes put down your phone, like literally just put it down and left it in another room for just one conversation. And in addition, chose to make eye contact with your daughter when you had a conversation, just that. And there was a long, quiet pause. <laughs> said, I'm going to do that. He was so on it. He's like, that would change a lot. She would be so, and I, I, what I said to him is that I try to do that often throughout the day, like, okay, take a break. I've been on phone, my attention to somebody else um, for the last two or three hours. And then, okay, I'm going to shift a full attention, no technology. And it doesn't, what I said to him is it doesn't seem, I, I feel like my daughter doesn't require so much time and attention as long as she gets quality. You know, it's about quality, time and attention and it changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, um, close to what I'm thinking of coming out of this vacation is that I realize that because my son's 12, he's almost 13 as well. And, and he's quite self-reliant too. Um, and we do spend a lot of time together. I just realize that we can have more interaction together. So it's being present. I guess I would say what my intention would be for this month of August would be to, um, something around being proactive. Mm, leading. Leading. Yeah. Leading is right. Because so, I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to show up and I'm going to uh, create ways for us to, to interact, not just be together and chat and that sort of thing, but also like do things together. Yeah. 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 So being intentional about leading to create the connection. Yeah. 
And the other thing that I noticed about us strange humans <laughs> is that we think we have to do something big in order to connect. And it's so not that. And I think the bigness of going to do a big trip or, you know, getting on a plane and going across country or going to a city we've never been to and skiing for five days or whatever it is, it's about going and doing it. And then we still don't connect because it's all about going and doing that. So we lose the we lose the opportunity to connect at that deep level that makes such a huge difference. So can I tell you what my thing is? That's going to be the, the action. Yeah. Is that we play crib, like we play cards together. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Sometimes the most simple thing is the thing to do. Um, yeah. And we had to do the same thing. We play cards, we go for walks, we um, ride bikes, but sometimes it's not like even by ride, riding bikes, it's the experience of doing it together, but that sometimes is too much. Sometimes like sitting and playing a game or we're also reading a book together. I'm doing the reading where so we're, then we have something to talk about after and uh, it's actually a pretty heavy read, but that's been a fascinating connection, fascinating connection because I'm learning things as I'm reading the book and that's helping conversation and connection and yeah, it's sometimes the more simple it is, the better it is for connection because there's nothing to distract us. It's interesting you say that because the other thing I want to be more conscious of is that we're having these conversations, we're having these conversations in our work and on the podcast and, and with others. And I realize more and more that I want to bring these conversations to my relationship with Will. There's no reason why we can't discuss all of these things in a way that's appropriate for him absolutely he can understand and grasp it but i'm really interested in his thoughts and what he's thinking about and what you know how he sees the world when we talk about these kinds of uh, issues and and different ways of seeing the world and i'm reading this book on emotions right now and it's and it was talking about creating a boundary around yourself like we all have this boundary that we don't tend to um, protect for ourselves. Like put your hands out in front of you, put your hands up straight above you, all around you should have this like bubble basically around you. And I was just, I'm like, I'm gonna talk to, talk to Will about this too. <laughs> just see what he thinks, get him to practice and think about, do you use that boundary? Do you, do you think of yourself as having that boundary or do you let people cross it a lot when that's not necessarily what should be happening. So yeah, just like, you know, the things I find or the things I'm talking about with others, I'm, I'm bringing those to our relationship too. They can, kids can have at such at any age, such in-depth conversation about this stuff. They learn about themselves even more when we have conversations about the world and what we see, what we're learning, and then they bring stuff to us. If we're bringing it to them, but they bring it to us. It's fascinating because well, we're working. We're you and I are sitting here having this conversation. They're doing their thing, mm -hmm. and it is fascinating to ask what you know. Who did you? I, I always ask who did you talk to today? Because mm -hmm. I'm on the phone or on Zoom a lot, and then I'm curious like who did you talk to? Well, I was doing my thing. What who did you connect with? Yeah. And that's always a fascinating. And then I say how did you connect? Because that's always more fascinating to me. Not more, 
like, okay, what apps did you use to connect? <laughs> I'm only usually on one. Zoom. She's on a couple different kinds and how they're doing it is just fascinating. Yeah. And I think what they're, they're always learning too. That's the other thing. Will brought something to me the other day and I was really quite impressed and it was, um, it was YouTube and it was all about, um, uh, plant-based foods and how, oh. you know, what's, you know, how to choose them and all of that. And I, I thought that's so cool that you're learning and you're interested in these things and I'm not forcing you to do it. You're choosing it for yourself. So well, he's an animal person. You said, Oh, big time. Yeah. So he's paying, he's paying attention. And I think it is the way of the world for these, this age. They're just more thoughtful about things than we ever were. Yeah, that's it. So, so that's the thing. I think for me, um, for parenting, for leading in the home, I think it's about choosing it consciously, choosing your intention, choosing the action that comes from that intention, and then treating them um, in relationship as another place to learn and give and receive, yeah. just like you any other person in the course of your day. And there's so much to learn there. There's so much magic in that. And once we do what you just talked us through, which I think we should reiterate for people from an action perspective in a couple minutes, but um, you're saying something else that doing the steps of identifying first the intention that we have for ourselves as a leader in the home and to also acknowledge that everybody else is a leader and to have that conversation at some point and then to back it into what are the actions I want to do to back that up or to make that intention reality. Yeah is a really important step. And the truth is it's messy. It's yeah. really, really, really messy. And it doesn't, it's not a straight line and it's not black and white. It's really, really gray and it gets difficult and there's tears and there's frustration and there's raised voices. So I always say, okay, now when that happens, cause I, I know it's going to happen. How do I get back to, how do I get back to my intention? Yeah. And that's always important to pay attention to is what do I need to do as a parent this goes back to the previous calls that we've had or the previous conversations we've had about taking care of ourselves first so that we can then step into, okay, being this really present parent that is going to lead consciously and with intention. So it's the balance. It's a great point. First, it's the being and the doing together, the intention and the action, but it's also um, practicing. It's not, like you say, it's really messy. And I think the important thing is, is that we keep practicing it. We keep trying it. We keep coming back to ourselves, keep coming back to our intention. Um, and then keep, and keep practicing. That's the biggest thing because if our child, like, you know, I tried to talk to Will about something last night, which was really important to me. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't mean, I'm like, I'm just going to try another time again, you know, and, and, and try it in a different way. But come back to myself, come back to my intention, which is to connect and learn you and then um, keep, like, don't give up. Don't give right. up. Trying. Trying. But yet be unattached at the same time. Yeah. 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 Don't force anything. As long as you're in your intention, it's all good, I think. I totally agree with you. It's, it is all good as long as we're in our intention. So let's just get clear on the steps. So first is to identify your intention or our intention as a parent in the home as a leader of the home. 
one of the leaders of the home and yeah. but to put it like maybe define it for the summer or define define it for the fall like whatever the the length of time is that you're working some people but some of us define it for the year right so yeah. whatever the definition or the time frame is so the first is to set the intention and then the second step is to identify the steps or the goals or the actions that are going to help make that real yeah it's very or, i think it's important to underline that the actions come from the intention. Yeah. They're not, they're not disparate. They go together. They're they go together. Yeah. yeah. They reinforce. They reinforce. One of the exercises that I did years ago with my daughter, which was so helpful. She was probably seven. And I remember reading this online, but it was one of the most powerful parenting exercises I've ever done for mm -hmm. my home. And it was, and it was, we did it together. She was young and it was the perfect, I think this could be done even with two adults. But we asked each other, and we made a chart, and we still have that chart, it exists on our walls, is what does a loving home look like? So if we were, someone did, couldn't hear, they only could see, what would they see us doing? And it was like playing games, it was, it was dancing, it was like, it was, um, she, she came up with most of the visuals, she's very visual, as I am. But we had to, oh, reading together, that was another one. And then the next column was, what does love feel like? Or what does a loving home feel like? It feels safe. It feels like trust. It feels um, like I can say anything and I'm not going to be punished, but I'm going to be, be able to speak my truth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last one, what does a loving home sound like? So we talked about laughter. We talked about um, tones of voices. So it was fascinating what she came up with. She came up with most of it. So we, then we had like pinky swear, right? <laughs> <laughs> pinky promise. And it changed how we functioned with each other in our house. But that is something that two people can do, a family of three can do, a family of 10 can do, so yeah. that everybody gets on the same page. And you could use a different word. It doesn't have to be love. It could be connected. It could be um, safe. It could be fun. It could be anything, right? Could, whatever the intention is. What a great exercise. It was really wonderful. It was so helpful because as a child and as a parent, it broke it down for me to help me understand her of what she, those things mm -hmm. felt like to her or looked like to her or sounded like to her. That's great. I think that's great. And so then the next, I think the next natural piece is that once you have these intentions and these actions and you do the exercise together, part of that is empowering the children or the child to set their own intention as an individual, as a leader, right? And then what are the actions that they want to take too? Exactly. It was shortly after that Sierra started setting annual intentions for herself because she got it. She understood, but it really shaped, helped shape our weekends. It helped shape our days. So it, it actually shaped for the rest of our lives together. Like since that we've done that, it has shaped our relationship, which is really beautiful. That is it wow. was a beautiful exercise. I was so happy to have found it online. I forget where I found it, but it was online. It was not, it's not my invention at all, but I, I recommend it to everybody. I love that exercise, but it goes right into this work that we're talking about. Totally. I think that's right. I mean, and as, as individuals, what do we have as an intentions? What are our actions? And then together, what do we want to create together? Exactly. As a family. That's amazing. So fun. So 
you know, podcasts are interesting because we put this stuff out into the world, but we don't get a chance to hold, hear back so much. So I just want to invite people to engage if they have any thoughts that's working, any struggles or any great aha moments that are, are shifts in their family home from it in a positive way, even negative. Sometimes people rebel and don't like this um, or yeah. that they like it the way it was. So I just encourage people to share, reach out, talk with with us if they have something we'd love to hear from you we really would love to hear from you yes uh, and uh, you know because we're going through this time through this period of of covid of pandemic and there's all these shifts there's so many shifts that have been happening and now we're entering you're right another time again where we're coming to the end of summer we're coming into school whatever that looks like for you what a great time to look at this stuff again and say, okay, for the next length of time, this makes a lot of sense for us to look at this. And see it's, yeah, because it's hard to say I'm going to shift my relationship forever, but it's easier to say I'm going to shift it for the next 30 days or 21 yeah. days or whatever it takes. So, because really we're talking about behavior change, which is hard to do for some people. And for all of us, it's hard to do. It really is. It's yeah. work and effort. But as always, Sherry, I always appreciate these conversations with you. <laughs> And Will is so lucky to have you for a mom. Oh, Sierra's really lucky to have you. <laughs> we both got animal lovers. We do, animal lovers. I'm always <laughs> like, your animals get a lot of attention. They get so much attention, my daughter's animals. That's really great. So fun. So we'll be back, back talking again really soon with you. Sounds fantastic. I'm looking I'm forward to it. glad you're home. And I'm glad you had a great vacation. Thanks, Lauren. I'll Thank you. Soon. Bye.